Greetings, everyone. This is your favorite professor, Dr. A. I'm here with another word of encouragement to start your day. Well, you know I'm always excited about these shows, so I don't need to tell you. But once again, I am really happy that we have such an awesome guest with us today. She is attending North Carolina A&T, where they are known for many, many things, such as their excellence in STEM education and business. But I'm also privy to a bit of information that everyone may not know. Mm-hmm. They claim that they have the greatest homecoming on earth. In oh, fact, really? they refer to it as Jiho, and we'll talk about that later, okay? But I just wanted to give you a heads up that this is what they claim to be true. <laughs> so I do want to welcome today our very special guest, Dana from North Carolina a Dana, welcome to the show. Hi, thank you so much. I really appreciate the welcome, and I love to be able to talk about my school, North Carolina a State University. <laughs> Wonderful. Well, why don't you get us started? Tell us a little bit about yourself first. Okay, so my name is Dana Wilson. Um, I'm currently a junior studying atmospheric science and meteorology with actually a double minor in applied mathematics and journalism and mass communications from Chicago, Illinois. Awesome. Okay, so I was trying to figure this out. Go back a minute. You are majoring in atmospheric science. Science and meteorology. And meteorology. What made you decide that this is what you wanted to major in? Yes. So honestly, I was super excited to study meteorology because I learned that it's my passion through doing science projects in like the the K through eighth grade um, science fair that they would have. And I loved when I would do different projects. Like I, one of my favorites that I can recall is how does weather affect mood? And that really tapped into like personal and also like nature. And that's really important to know about. And so, you know, just being able to survey people and see how does the weather affect their mood. And then also another notable project that I did was how do clouds form? And that's something that we all wonder, you know, like when you go outside, you really just think about the atmosphere and you'd be like, how did this happen? Or like, what is playing into this? What makes this happen? So that's what really made me want to study meteorology and just learn more about it. So this started all the way back when you were in elementary school. Yes, that's the crazy part. (laughs) I know, that's pretty cool. And you're right. Those things that you were studying about how mood, uh, the weather affects our mood is so interesting. Yeah, and of course, the question of how are clouds formed? How do they get up there? Um, I'm sure (laughs) that's really interesting. And I know all the parents want the answers to that question because that's something that children often ask. Mm -hmm. Well, I love that you got such an early start and it's something that stuck with you um, all the way until you decided to go to college here in North Carolina A&T. I'm wondering, um, what exactly is your goal? Um, What's the long-term goal with this major? Yes. So actually, in fact, I want to become a chief meteorologist for a major um, news company one day. And actually, one of my favorites that I'm studying, that I've been working at, um, studying and different things like that is Fox. Fox is one of the um, big, the largest mass media companies. And so that's what my end goal is to be in. Just to be a chief meteorologist is very seldom that Black women, in fact, reach that goal, reach um, 
the ability to be a chief meteorologist and have a team of meteorologists that is called their own. And so that's what I want to do one day. But also further than that, I want to be able to reach into the community and build a foundation where I'll be able to teach young girls about non-traditional um, fields of STEM because meteorology is something that you seldomly hear. In fact, a lot of people refer to it as a weather girl or weatherman. And that's and that's not what it is. That is what we do. We tell the weather. Um, sometimes as meteorologists, only broadcast meteorologists tell the weather, but I really just want them to learn that the sky is the limit and you can do anything that you put your mind to, but you really just have to go above and beyond to get there. Yeah, one would think that we've moved beyond the use of such sexist language, right? And and so I'm glad that you have a desire to not just do this for yourself, but realize the importance of teaching others um, mm -hmm. so that they too can aspire to become a meteorologist and yes. achieve meteorologist as, at that. Yes. Oh, <laughs> I love it, Dana. Well, this show is off to a great start. So I do want to know more because you are from Chicago other than probably the change in weather, what made you decide to go to North Carolina A&T? Yes, so really being from Chicago, it's really important to get out of Chicago, get out of your comfort zone. And so I never, when applying for colleges, I never thought that I would stay in Chicago. I knew that that was not the goal. But what really solidified my decision to come to A&T is that North Carolina A&T is one of three HBCUs that offer this major. And actually, North Carolina A&T, although we focus on research, you can tell that there is such a high esteem about the program. And the faculty in the program, they made sure that I was able to come to ANSI. They offered me scholarships. They had great communication when I came, as well as just explaining what I would be doing and what are the opportunities that I could um, obtain with this degree. And so that was something that was in the works and really inspired me to come to North Carolina ANSI, but also just the environment. Um, I had a, when I was like applying to colleges, I was really thinking about what felt like home. And my parents told me to go where I want to go. And that felt really hard because I didn't want them to pay for college. Um, my first two years, they did have to pay for me to come to college, but North Carolina Auntie felt such like home. And I was really glad that I made that decision. And I'm even more glad that I made that decision now because now I attend North Carolina Auntie on a full ride scholarship. Mm. Um, all three years, it's been, I've been able to get a huge amount of scholarships just to offset the cost that my parents have had to pay. And so the amount of pouring that this university does for me is really, um, is really admirable and it's inspirational to be able to keep going and just also know that I chose the right place for me. The way I've been able to grow while being here is really just unimaginable. And so um, just those few things, like really big on the support and feeling like I have a home away from home was really something that I noticed about Auntie. You said a mouthful, Dana. I got to go back and tease some of that out because I know that when people hear you started out in college and you did not have money to go to college. No. Your parents had to support you in college. Mm -hmm. Now here you are, a junior and your education is being fully supported by the university. Yes. Okay, that's not magic, Dana. How does how does that happen? Everybody wants to know <laughs> what are some tips that you can provide uh, that will help people to understand that it doesn't have to be that way for their entire four years. What did you do? Yes. yes so what I would tell people is my the 
one word that I would give people is persistence. I was very persistent and that's how I got here. Um, I was persistent in everything, in every kind of way, building personal relationships, academics, being able to be well-rounded. Um, I served as an RA. I was the leader of five organizations last year. Um, I've always kept a high GPA, um, never received less than a B. And so therefore, just being able to be in a major that is very rigorous and be able to show academic excellence was something that really stood out, as well as building personal connections. So actually, I would go into the financial aid office and there is one officer that I would always talk to. And I made sure that I show her persistence. And I also made sure that she knew I was well-rounded. I was doing these things with the um, a servant's heart because of course I want to be able to serve my community, but it was just really important to show that I am doing these things in essence of North Carolina Auntie, you know, to give back to North Carolina Auntie um, and stand out. And so being persistent each year, I would add more things on. Each year, I would make sure that I reached out to her at a reasonable amount of time. Each year, I would make sure to push my own self and motivate myself to be able to get this. And you know, I was I, like, I cried when I got the opportunity to be able to get this scholarship because um, I actually have the Chancellor's Blount Scholarship, which is a academic full ride scholarship and seldomly do students get it. Um, it's actually for one student that shows academic excellence mm -hmm. and to be one of 12,000 undergraduate students is really important to me. And it just let me know that persistence is key. As long as you are persistent and you're consistent within yourself, then you will definitely be able to obtain anything that you need at your university. Oh, that's so wonderful. I'm, I'm really proud of you, Dana. <laughs> Thank wow. you. I heard that the, some of the things that you said were key about being persistent. Certainly, that was very important. But I know that sometimes students feel like they are uh, boasting if they talk about themselves or, you know, if they work hard and they let others know what they're doing. But faculty and staff, we are seeking out individuals who are working hard because, as you mentioned, you are representing the institution. Yes. So you are saying, hey, I am the best that you have to offer. You can look at me, you know, and pour into me and see that I can represent your school in a way that you will not regret. Yes. And so I do think that it's important for uh, the students who are listening to understand that if you are doing the work, getting the grades, you are uh, connecting with individuals, establishing relationships and being a leader, the institution wants to know the work that you're doing because yes. they're looking for you. Yes. <laughs> you are the face of their school. So they really want to know that. I'm so glad that you shared that with us. Um, so since we're talking about all these wonderful things that you have going on, maybe you could tell us about some of the highlights that have occurred on your college journey thus far. Yes. Ah, so I would say I can go through a timeline, like just pointing out two highlights from each school year. Um, so my freshman year, I would say some of my highlights was getting involved in organizations on campus. Um, it's very hard adjusting from such a fast city um, and just being kind of not coddled, but in a way cared for so much in high school and then, you know, coming to college and being so free. So I would say 
some of my highlights adjusting to college was really just being able to embrace the adjustment adjustment um, with uncomfortability, as well as being able to join organizations on campus. In sophomore year, my highlights would be being serving as an RA. Um, I stayed in actually the oldest dorm on campus and I served as an RA for that hall, but I loved it so much. I loved the opportunity to be able to assist those freshmen because I know that I, so I served as an RA for freshmen and I know that freshman year, I would have loved that opportunity. Um, I, I stayed with my RA and so therefore, you know, it was really good to be able to take that responsibility and be able to give back to others. Um, so serving as an RA and then also I would say being a student leader in those same organizations that I joined my freshman year, I served in executive board positions such as vice president, secretary, and even president for some of those organizations. And then this year, um, one of my favorite highlights is most recently, I'm a spring 23 initiate into the Alpha Mu chapter of Delta Sigma Theta Sorority Incorporated. So that has been really um, <laughs> exciting. And also just being able to continue academic excellence. I know junior year, a lot of people talk about how it's so hard and truly it has been hard um, <laughs> because I'm in the thick of my major getting close to the end. And it has been hard, but still able to keep academic excellence at the forefront of everything has been one of my highlights this year. And senior year, we're not there yet. We don't have those highlights, <laughs> but I'm looking forward to it. <laughs> oh, Dana, you are busy. <laughs> I just want to know, have you, can you identify something about yourself that maybe has changed or a way that you have grown as you've been in college? Yes. My creativity, when I say I used to always tell people like I'm the person I can put everything in motion, like I can make sure that everything comes out right, but my creativity is not there. I used to not be the most creative individual, um, but through college, like I've had to learn how to market in a creative way, being able to get people to actually listen to you and be able to interact with them. So I would say my creativity has definitely grown, but that came with open-mindedness, like being able to adjust easily and being able to understand new perspectives, having an open mind with everything was something that I really enjoyed that I learned in college. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, it sounds like the evolution is still occurring. You still yes, finding is. yourself growing in so <laughs> many ways. <laughs> well, we always talk about, you know, the great things that are happening in college on the show, but we also think it's important that students hear uh, some of the challenges that you might have experienced. Can you think of anything that might have been a challenge for you and then how you've overcome that? A time where I've had challenges through college has been um, with my department and I've had conflicts with questionable grading as well as just communication because there's only five black students in my major and so therefore we are paired with professors of different ethnicities a multitude of them um and it actually is not limited to black or white and so therefore there's a lot of um communication barriers that we have to go through as well as just being able to understand each other because the cultures are very different mm -hmm. and so um that was one of the challenges that i had just being able to like 
feel the support again that they gave that they extended to me when I first came to North Carolina Anti. Um, as I've gotten, you know, through this and just being able to talk with my parents about, you know, how can I as a person as a student be able to adjust to this and just accept it so that I can get my degree and move on. Um, <laughs> but it's been really hard um, because meteorology is something that I'm really passionate about. And I feel like as a student that wants to be a broadcast meteorologist, I'm not always seen because they focus on research. Mm. And so that's been one of my challenges, just not feeling accepted um, and enjoying my major at times. Um, and the other thing is like getting adjusted to college. This is my other challenge that I had was being able to find friends in college. North Carolina Anti, the majority of the population are students that are in state. And so therefore they came with people that they know, their friends, or they came from um, Maryland, which is very close to here, and Virginia. And so therefore, you know, I didn't find my friend group until last year, and I've finally been able to embrace that. But being alone my first two years really was really hard to deal with because I was used to having my friends um, and just wanting my friends from home. I didn't have any friends from home come here, and I wasn't really close to the other Chicago Aggies because um, they kind of may have had someone that they was able to latch to. So those are just a few of my challenges. Yeah. And I think what you've mentioned, I'll say, first of all, a lot of students, when they come on the show, talk about how relationships are a huge part of what makes their college experience what it is. And so I'm so glad that you were able to find your, you know, your niche and you've got your friend group. And sometimes it does. It takes a little bit longer. Mm -hmm. um, our parents tell us to go to school and find people that are just like us. Well, that's not, it's not like they're wearing letters or signs. You gotta, right. <laughs> you know, you have to learn how to establish those relationships. And also that communication, I just wonder, you know, is that something that you're still working on trying to identify ways to improve communication with yourself and those professors? Or do you feel like, you know what, I, I've got this now. I know how to do it. Where are you with that situation? Yeah, so actually, I would say it's gotten better, but it's only gotten better within, this is crazy enough to say, but like within two weeks. Um, oh, awesome. Okay. Today, like, it's gotten better because I did, as a student, I did go like above my professors and I, I went to the chairperson on them because I just felt like that. I was not seen and like it was just not getting better with me communicating my feelings with them because I, I've learned that different ethnicities does not embrace feelings. And so that was the that was really the communication barrier that we had. I'm a person I need to express how I feel and we need to have an understanding at some point but they did not really like that. And so the communication did get better, just like being able to learn their different ways, um, how they went about things. And also sometimes being able to put my feelings in my pocket and just allow them to, you know, just be a student, just be a student, go get my education and, you know, move on. I think that's what it really was, like just folding it up sometimes and not always um, having to respond to everything. Yeah, you you hit the nail on the head with several of those points. I, I think, you know, your uh, persistence and perseverance in, in these kinds of situations um, is good. And also knowing that there has to be some balance between that and knowing when it's time to say, you know what, 
I'm going to, you know, check my own feelings about this. I I don't like it. Not really comfortable, Mm -hmm. but I got a bigger goal. Right. And I'm, and that is to move forward. And so I was just looking at this. I don't know if you've read Michelle Obama's latest book, the light we carry. Mm -hmm. And she, she talks about being seen and there is nothing like being seen. And it's actually one of the reasons I wanted to start this podcast in, in a very early episode I think I say this, like we see you, right? There are people that see you. And Mm -hmm. sometimes knowing that if there's just one professor that sees you, that that can be enough to carry you over, right? It just takes, it just takes one. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so I encourage you and, and other college students to know that that's why those relationships with your professors are so important because to know that there is one person that sees you and knows that you are doing the best that you can do, mm-hmm. that just makes such a difference. So mm-hmm. I'm I'm really happy that you are discovering those things. You are just growing in so many ways. <laughs> yes, that is super important. Yeah. I'm, so I'm going to switch gears. We're still talking about challenges a little bit, but I just want to know your thoughts about something, um, Dana, because- Several universities have um, been in the news lately for um, threats that are made to their safety. Um, And I'm just wondering, you know, how would you describe the climate on your campus? Is it a place where you think people feel safe? Um, Is that something that the university takes seriously? Are they kind of working on this? Is um, what's the climate like in general, you know, right now? Yeah, so actually, interesting enough, we had a situation that happened two weeks ago where it made students feel very unsafe. Um, we had we had multiple incidents, actually. It was in the same week. One of them was that a male was on campus with a very explosive, like a machine gun. Um, and so that made students feel very uneasy as well as there was a party happening very near, close to campus. And a young lady from Chicago, she actually got killed during that party. Mm-hmm. And so that, that makes students worry. And so the climate of campus has been a very shaky. It's something where we do have a real concern about safety um, because a lot of times there are outside people that come onto these campuses, especially my university being a open public campus. Um, it's really scary, but I think that the university is working towards better safety. We do have a on-campus um, police station, and so therefore the police station is taking immediate actions to be able to gain trust within the students because students are scared of police and they are pretty resistant to them. But just knowing that if they're doing their job to make sure that we're safe, then we will be a little bit more receptive to them. And so I feel like the university is working towards that with better communication because students pointed out that we didn't even know about that situation. In fact, the news station that I work for, we were the first ones to publicized this Fox 8. We were the ones that put the article about about the on-campus active shooter and students did not know about it from the university. And so that those situations like that are just where students do lose trust within the administration. But the university does respond very well in having open discussions about how can they improve and work towards, you know, better trust and better communication as far as safety. 
That's good to hear. I'm really glad um, because it's important for students to feel safe on their college campuses. Yes. And and no, you you are working at a news station, and I'm sure you are coming across uh, you know information all the time. Yes. And and you realize that this is not only your campus. You know, yes. I I wanted to bring this up to get your perspective because this is something that's happening on college campuses everywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, I have friends um, that go to other HBCUs. Uh, one of my friends, she she crossed Delta last year, and her her campus um, plot was vandalized at Howard University. And so it's things like that that is just like, wow, this is not a safe campus, and it really mm-hmm. makes us worry. Yeah. And to know that this is not just happening at HBCUs, right? It is happening on campuses all over the country. And so, you know, when we think of going, if you are from a major city and you move away from that major city where there are these types of incidents happening on a day-to-day basis, college can seem like a form of utopia, you know, Mm -hmm. where we are, we're in a little bit of a bubble, Mm-hmm. But instances like this make us help us to realize that we aren't. And so wherever we go, we've got to increase our sense of awareness and, and pay attention to what's going on around us. Mm-hmm. Uh, and also just look out for one another. And yeah. I, yeah, I feel like that's something that we kind of move away from sometimes. But, you know, we this is our beyond even our immediate friend group. This, this is our family. We've got to look out for one another and make sure that we're all taken care of. Um, thank you for sharing your perspective on that. I yes. appreciate it. So you have talked about so many things today. Uh, you've talked about, you know, certainly the highlights that you've had and just the things that contribute to your being successful as a student. You've also talked about, you know, there have been some bumps in the road. I'm wondering, and then there are things that are environmental that can affect you as a student. What is it or who is it or what is it that motivates you to keep going? Because at any one of these points, it could be enough to say, "Mm, uh, it's not for me. (laughs) But, But what continues to motivate you? Um, I would say my biggest motivation is my family, specifically my mom. Like my mom is who I aspire to be like. Um, and she says to be even better. But it's just so it inspires me every day to get up and go do what I have to do in order to be able to, you know, really make my family proud because my family has sacrificed so much for me, been such so so supportive of me and anything that I want to do stood by me in moments that they may have wanted to turn away. And so it's just really important to be able to put on for my family, but also my city. Um, being from Chicago, like I say, it's, you know, it's not always the best place to be from because of different situations. But I think that the fuel that I have from being in Chicago and being able to see the failures that may have happened in Chicago really motivates me to do better and be able to have to be able to have an impact on Chicago one day. Like I said, the foundation that I really want to open, I'll be able, I want to be able to open it in Chicago to inspire other young Chicago girls just like me. Um, and then lastly, I would say people like Michelle Obama, it sounds very cliche, but just knowing that we kind of have the same story, like literally a Southside girl from Chicago. She literally lived two, she grew up two blocks away from where I live now. Really? It's so, it's so inspirational to see someone just like her like she has she has such poise and grace in anything that she does and 
to see that be able to shine through anything that she does beyond anything that the media tries to put on her it's just so inspirational and i really um you know i really hope to be able to be successful one day and be able to have the same impact on others wonderful well michelle obama if you are listening right now and we hope you are Dana wants to have a conversation with you. She finds Good. you to be such a great inspiration. So we're <laughs> going to, we have to see about making that happen, bringing her on our show. Yes. So as we get ready to close out, Dana, um, you know that we end the show with some words of encouragement that you might have to offer to students such as yourself. So what do you have to say? Huh. What would be my final words? I would say my final words of encouragement is to one, be persistent and go after anything that you want, anything in life you can have. It's just you have to work towards it, work for it. And also don't forget to pray. <laughs> Those are my last words. Oh, perfect. Perfect. Well, you heard it here, everyone. Dana has shared with us some awesome words of wisdom She's talked to you a lot about the importance of being persistent and what that means. And what I what I love in, in what she shared is that being persistent is really a part of getting to know yourself, right? And that confidence so that you can share who you are with others. She's able to talk about the growth that she's experienced and how she is a representation of not just her family, but this university that she's chosen to attend. She has talked to us about great leadership and uh, academic stability or showing academic excellence and how important that is. And so all of these things help to make up who she is, not just as a student, but as a person. And so I just need you all to know that she is doing great things now, and we expect to see her doing even greater <laughs> things in the future. So you remember what she said, be persistent and don't forget to pray. Yes. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you once again, Dana, for joining us on the show. Okay. And we understand that you know our other aspiring meteorologist, Mia, who joined yes. us uh, a few weeks ago. Oh, and so I think we just ought to have a show with all our beautiful Black uh, girls, our young ladies who are aspiring to be meteorologists. Uh, I think that would be an awesome show to have. I love that. <laughs> okay, so you'll be back, right? Yes, I will definitely be back. Well, thank you. Well, everyone, this has been another episode of Express Your Best. I am your favorite professor, Dr. A, and I hope that you've enjoyed these absolutely wonderful words of encouragement and will use them to start your day. Have a great one, everyone.